You should be trying to embrace your features, not hiding or changing things. And that's what I believe with clothes too. We're trying to embrace and focus on what we love, not to hide the things that maybe we are insecure about, but to focus on things that we truly want to enhance because we love them. And that's such an empowering act. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, mindset coach, actor, and truth teller extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought to help you face your fears, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. My voice is doing funny things today, y'all. Um, welcome to episode 91 of the pod. It's Amanda. What is up? How are you handling pandemic life? Because it's getting weird up in here. Today's, I'm recording this. Uh, well, I guess you're listening to this one. It's day 42 of quarantine for me, which is, you know, grand. It's been so grand. Are you loving it as much as I am? Can you tell my sarcasm? This Enneagram 7 just wants to get the fuck out of her apartment. (laughs) But I'm also really fucking pumped to share today's episode with you um, and breathe a little bit of light into your being because this human is pure fucking light. And I cannot wait to introduce you to her. Before we get there, though, I wanted to let you know, in case you missed the memo on my Instagram, that um, I am officially opening enrollment and have an opened enrollment as of two days ago for the second round of Unapologetically Confident, my signature group program. I did not anticipate running another round of this um, this year at all. Um, and honestly, wasn't even sure that I was going to run it again with my co-creator, Rachel Wright, um, because originally the rest of this year was looking like a lot of speaking gigs for both of us, and um, it just wasn't in the cards. But because of pandemic and because of the work um, that uh, this course really, really, really opens up, it um, it was just a no-brainer for saying fuck yes to Rocket again. And um, I asked a bunch of you on Instagram what you were needing and support, and it's just obviously this, this course is so wild. And and it's, it's, yes, it's, it's all about being your unapologetically confident self, but it's about really doing the inner work, finding your inner peace. And right now, um, there is so much happening external to us and we are in such a state of grieving and loss and, and so much going on and having a safe space to be able to really, really come and do the work together and show up and have support and community with intention, um, has been everything I've personally been needing and that I've seen my clients needing. Um, and so I'm so fucking excited. If you are listening to this in real time, early bird enrollment is opening right now and we are, um, honoring the original price of the program at the beta level, which is wild. Um, but because of pandemic, we really wanted to make this an easy, no brainer, hell fucking yes, to be able to support yourself amidst this time. Um, and, um, of course there are payment plans available as well. So you can check all the details out, um, over in the show notes, or you can head over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash unapologetically dash confident. So unapologetically has two L's y'all at the end. (laughs) That was a fun thing for me to learn. Um, but yeah, you can check that out there, um, and get all of the details and snag your spot. If it feels aligned for your heart or shoot me a a message on Instagram if you want um, to chat more and see if it'd be a right fit. I'm totally happy to to check in with you there. Um, 
but yeah, early bird enrollment is officially open as of now, and um, it will be ending on um, the 28th of April, um, but then it's still open and we're not kicking off the program until the 12th of May. Um, so if you want in, hop on in, and 10% of all the proceeds are going to directly support um the frontline workers um, who are and their families who are working to really support all of the humans amidst this wild pandemic. We're so, 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 so wanting to give back amidst this time as much as we can as as small business owners. Um, And so, yeah, um, if you are looking for a space to be supported, um, Rachel is an incredible um, therapist and psycho um, psychotherapist. And she also um, is a sex educator. So we, we go back and forth teaching, um, amidst the mindset work that I, I show up and provide. And then, um, her, her, um, therapeutic side of things and create a beautiful container to support you in really, really cultivating the inner work to embody your most unapologetically confident self. So if you're listening to this, you're like, fuck yes, let's go, let's do it. Um, you can hop on over and get all the details, um, over in the show notes, or like I said, over at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash unapologetically dash confident all fucking right (laughs) Um, so today's episode I have Melanie Kluger here and she is a renowned personal stylist and online course creator um, and closet connoisseur and what I love so much about her and why I wanted to have her on the podcast for y'all is that she is all about the inner work and and allowing clothes and um, and the way that we present ourselves um, as a reflection of who we are. I actually had her um, in as a uh, guest expert um, this past um, month in my Live Your Fuck Yes Life membership, and um, the 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 call that we had in there was so it was like a giant extension of what we talk about on the podcast, and it was so fucking incredible. Um, we got so much out of it. I personally got so much out of it, and have it's. I cannot tell you how much since recording this. Like we recorded this, uh, I want to say like a month ago. And since recording this, the way that I show up now for myself with my clothes and how I've really, really shifted everything has been so transformative for me. And, um, and I, and I know that it's really impacted all of the amazing humans in the membership as well. And I cannot wait for you to get a a sneak peek of her heart and, and, and really learn some, some tangible tools, um, around really cultivating, um, a, a closet uh, and a style that embodies your inner freaking being. Um, so yeah, without further ado, here's Melanie. Hey, Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so pumped, y'all. So like Melanie and I just have been chatting for a while because we are see- like the- we come from the same cloth. I'm so excited to introduce you to this human because I don't even know her super, super well, like via other outside of the Instagram space, but everything I see, I'm like, yes, this is me. This is me. This is me. Um, and we were just talking about our mutual love and background of theater, which is, I think so, it makes so much sense that you do the work you do now having come from that space. A hundred percent. It's like, I, I always like to think that, you know, theater was like my past life, but it's really informed everything that I do Why and do how I do is? it. Yeah, for sure. Why do you think that is? Um, well, what I, well, let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> no. So when I first started working in, co- in costume design, I 
instantly realized that like when someone liked their costume, they were like so much more confident and like everything else that they did on stage. You could just tell the difference in the way they walked and the way they carried themselves. And so I've made it my mission like very mm. early on, like to make people that I work with confident. And that's mm. still like the ground that I, you know, everything's based off of for me. It's like, how can I make that person feel more confident? Yeah. Why do yeah. you think that was like a thing that you wanted to do in the first place though? Like for you, like, is that something that you struggled with personally? I definitely think I struggle with it per- with it personally, but I also just always is something like innate in me, like yeah. that being an Enneagram too. Yeah. I just like always love making people feel good about themselves mm. and like, you know, whatever genuine way that I could. So I think it's just like something that I gravitate towards, like as a person and this always, you know, style, uh, you know, and, you know, helping people feel their most confident self. It's like, it kind of goes hand in hand for me, I yeah. guess. No, I love that. I mean, I, so much of the work I do is similar and in very different ways. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think it all com- encompasses just like a tool to allow yourself to fully embody your inner, like whatever that you want to show off to the world. And I think clothes have a really beautiful way of doing that. And it's interesting because I have not always believed that. Like literally, I would say in the last few months, I've been really intentional with what I've been wearing. And a big part of it is because I'm like, following you and I'm like shit she's like empowering me to want to actually like be intentional with my clothes because a lot of the times if you're seeing me on Instagram or if you've been following me for a while you know that like I'm in schlubs most of the day like I just like <laughs> wear my root sweatpants and like crappy t-shirts and like that's a lot of the time like what I've my uniform quote has been yeah but it's so interesting you say that it came from the, the theater perspective and what you were witnessing because as an actor honestly like so much of the work we do before going to a show so if you're if you're a muggle to the theater world like we have there's a big rehearsal process that happens before you even put props or costumes or you have this the set or anything and you're uh, you're in that space for depending on the show um it can be anywhere from like three weeks to two months of rehearsals and a lot of that is you just like in your own being in your own clothes like figuring it out and you do a lot of work, you get a lot of the the information that you need from that, you know, work as an actor, but something about stepping into a character's clothes, it's like this final layer of, I, I have found this person. Um, and it really truly does transform the experience, like as an artist to step into the clothes. And when they are done with a lot of care, it makes such a difference. (laughs) Um, to be on stage in that. So like, I love that you say that. And I, I think it's interesting that I have never really equated that to my own life. Mm, isn't that so interesting? The other thing that I think some people discredit clothes, right? Cause they're like, whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. But if you think about how you feel when you have not given any care or thought to it and how you feel when you have put a little intention behind it, I always think it's like a nice way to feel like the best version of you mm. or like to showcase to the world. Like, you know, when, when someone comes on stage, we can use this as an example, right? Someone comes on stage, you instantly know things about them from what they're wearing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's always was like so fun. I that was one of my favorite parts of the job was being like, well, what do we want the audience to know about them before they speak before, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I would get like really into the nitty gritty because I love like distressing things. Mm. So like, I would be like, Oh, um, he, you know, wears this shirt a lot and he likes spicy foods. There's going to be a stain here. You know what I mean? Like get like really into it, like helping inform who they are. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I, yeah, it's so interesting how we don't always equate it to our own life, but we would we would in something else. Yeah, and sure. I think for me, like for the longest time, I had a really big resistance to 
clothes and having that be an external expression of myself because I really struggled with my body for the longest time. And I have, I mean, as you all know, like I have a long history of disordered eating and of like really struggling with feeling comfortable in my own skin. And a lot of the time I would use clothes to hide my body um, Mm -hmm. and like cover up because I was so scared of being seen. Um, And so for me, clothes were like a mechanism of shame almost Mm -hmm. instead of a way to embody my spirit and my being. Um, And so I think that has probably contributed to even now where I'm super in a great space with my, with my being. And it's only now that I'm starting to be like, Oh wait, like I can wear clothes that make me feel great. What a concept. Like it's such a, it's honestly such a wild concept to me because I spent so many years like just buying clothes that like would hide everything. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Like, and what I think is so interesting about that too, is that, you know, again, you were using your clothes in a different way. And it ha- probably a lot of the clothes that you had from that time probably don't have positive memories. Like our clothing really tells stories mm. about our, our life, right? But also, you know, getting dressed and buying clothes can be some, it makes us have to look at our bodies in a different way. And so it can become this really like you positive experience or negative experience in terms of like, the weight that we put on a size, the weight that we put on if something doesn't look right or we don't like how it looks, you know? And so I work with a lot of people who have had to sort of change their mindset around, you know, going into a store and being okay if something doesn't look right, you know, Mm -hmm. and not saying like, well, this would look better if my, my hips look different, or this would look better if my body, you know, if I had lost those five, whatever it is for you, Mm -hmm. everyone has like their thing, but that's how we start every morning is putting clothes on. And that's how, you know, and yeah, so I think it sets the tone of our day. Yes. It sets the tone of our day. And so that's a big mission for me is to be like, we can't dismiss that part of our day, mm. you know? So what exactly does the process of working with you look like? Cause I know you have a couple different ways of navigating that. Like, yeah. what does that, how, like if someone were like, I feel awful in my clothes and like, I don't know what to do or where to start or how to find this confidence and like embody it with, with what I'm putting on my body. Like how would they, how would that start? And what that, what does that process look like with you? Well, it's a few different, a few different ways, but I have, oh my God, I have right here. I might, I have my book, um, which is more of like a self-study and yeah. then I have an online course and it's the same process. Um, I work one-on-one, but for the most part, it's through my online course and my book. And so essentially, before we even get into your closet, there it goes week by week. It's like a six-week process. Mm-hmm. And week one, I call the beauty basics, but it's like not on a superficial level. It's like, well, what are like the, the two to three things that always make you feel your best, right? Mm-hmm. And are you doing those things? And are you thinking about those things? And it has nothing to do with our clothes, you know? Just in and life. Then, What'd you say? Just in life, like the things that Just we in do. Life. Well, yeah. well, it's more like, you know, okay, I always feel great when um, my I have my hair cut, right? Okay, sure, yeah. But yeah. you haven't gotten your hair cut in like, you know, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then if you schedule your hair cut, that one thing that you were doing is setting yourself up for like just like a little confidence boost. Mm-hmm. And it's about your own thing, right? So for me, I if maybe that isn't my thing, but my thing is making sure my eyebrows are done or whatever. We all have those little things. What are your three things? Um, I like to have my nails done. Okay. I don't know. It's something about my nails. I really feel like yeah. 
Yeah. And then, um, and then mine is my eyebrows. And then I like to have some sort of color on me at some point. Mm. Or another. Well, that's not really a beauty basic, but it is something that I'm always like, okay, I like to bring joy to my outfit and joy. And I always try to find a way to add color. Yeah. But the other beauty basic is changes. Be. Like I, mine, mine lately has been, I have like a face routine and I like mm. love it. It's like this I nice thing I do too. for myself. What is it yeah. about adulting that all of a sudden, like I didn't wash my face until like six months ago. Like that is right? real. I am telling you to like to the, literally, I did not wash my face. You guys, like it was probably <laughs> so bad for me. And like, now I'm like, Oh, this is a thing that I can do. Like what? And a it feels so good. It feels so good. good. For me, I know it's so funny. And for me, it's like something that has not as much to do about what my skin looks like. I just like the act of it too. And it's, I think self-care acts like that when it comes to our our bodies too. Mm -hmm. Like when we can spend time with it in a more intentional way and actually like you're telling the world, hey, it's okay for me to take two minutes to like wash my face and really put on this cream or like I've been really getting into – um, there's this cream from Lush called Dream Cream, and I'm oh. obsessed with it. I just anything Lush is my jam. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with it, and I used to just like put a little bit on my hands and like walk out the door. And lately, I've been really trying to like carve out like intentional time of like I'm yes. putting it on my legs and I'm like really really massaging it in and like getting it on my arms. You're and, enjoying like, it. Yeah, like I'm making it like a pleasurable experience instead of yes. just something I have to do. Yes, and it makes such a difference. For sure. And, well, like so, and, and I, I did want to say before is that before we get into your closet for, we also talk about who your personal style is now. So like, and the things that you do now mm. that make you feel like who you are. So you were saying before how you used to dress, used to hide yourself. That probably is not how you want to dress now, right. but that you might have some like little habits or some things or some pieces that are still in your closet that from that time. So that is why it's also like a really important step that I didn't want to brush over to like really say like, well, what is my style now? What inspires me mm. right now? Because our closets sometimes have tons of stuff from all these different that, that don't reflect oh, that. This is yeah. so fascinating that I'm talking to you about this now because I have been really feeling this deep urge to purge my closet mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. I just come off a show where the with the clothes I was wearing felt so me, like mm, so me. Yeah. And I ended up getting a bunch of those pieces and they're in my closet now. And I, it's so interesting. Like the things I gravitate to are something like six months ago, I wouldn't have worn any of these pieces. And now like half of the shit in my closet, I'm like, these are great pieces. And I've only worn some of them a few times, but they're not me right now. And it's interesting. super interesting. So I feel mm-hmm. like we're talking at a very at a very topical uh, period of my life. <laughs> yes. Well, I definitely can talk to you more and more and more about purging your closet and cleaning out your closet yeah. and the importance of it and how, you know, every morning we go into our closet and if we're and we get dressed and like, you know, you were saying you intentionally put on the lotion, mm-hmm. you can like intentionally get dressed mm-hmm. and make it like an enjoyable experience. And so often we don't even think about it. Or we get frustrated with it. Well, that's you know? what I'm finding. I'm finding that I'm going into my closet and I'm like, I don't want to wear this. Like, I don't like yeah. this. Like, this doesn't feel aligned. Like, and it's just like, yeah. fuck, I just want to wear, I just want it to be easy. And, and yeah. it's frustrating that there are pieces or it's like, oh, well, that's in the laundry. I wanted to wear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have this, it's like, um, it's a mini course and it's called the Style Clarity Series. And literally it's about like going through your closet and 
well, first you like really get to know your style. You go on Pinterest, you do all these things, mm-hmm. you find your style icons, and then you make outfits, like go-to outfits. So like that when you're in a pinch, you can still like feel really like yourself. Like that's yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. So you, you have, so you're not like going through and be like, ah, oh, what know, are you doing in my way? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to get there though. Like, but I, but a few months ago, I literally was constantly just like, I don't know what to wear. And I think yeah. a big piece of that too is like, I'm still getting used to my body as just yeah. this being this thing that I love. It's yeah. such a radical concept to me and to so many of the, of the women in my sphere. And so I think I want, is that a big piece of what you see in your clients? Like who are coming to you and like, is that why they're like, I want to feel more confident in the way that I am now? Cause you mentioned that a lot of them are saying, and I imagine would say given the diet culture world we live in, like, well, I know that if I lost 30 pounds, I would be able to wear whatever I want to wear and, and look the way that I, you know, want to look when it comes to clothes. So I'm going to wait until I'm yes. in that space. Like, do you find that happens and comes up a lot? Yes. It, the amount of people that have something related to their body is like a hundred percent. Like yeah. there's, everyone has something that yeah. is, you know, but it, it's not all the same thing. Um, but I also work a lot with new moms and, and moms that have just gone through a huge transition with their bodies. And yeah. so it's about also saying like that body, that lifestyle, all that stuff is not who you are now. Mm. So thinking about it in that way of like, well, I have a different body, which I'm sure for you really resonates. Like I have a different body to dress now yeah. and I have to learn what I like on this body, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's so fascinating. Cause I was also thinking about like people who, a lot of new moms I imagine are also like trying to get back to like pre baby weight. Like this is something I see online all the time and I'm like, please stop. Um, you're beautiful as you are, but like, that's a thing that we're programmed and told we need to do. And so it's like, if I buy clothes, then I'm not going to be able to wear them later because I'm going to get smaller. Or like, if I keep these clothes, then hopefully I'll be able to get back to this. And so like, I also understand the like pull to not be, you know, not buy. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, of course. And I think that's the other big, I mean, there's, there are two different kinds of people, right? One who are like, um, holding on to things for sentimental reasons and people that are Mm. holding on to things because it costs money. Mm. (laughs) And so like spending the idea of spending money when you're not in the body that you are hoping to be at is like, it has so little to do with style and so much more to do with like, a deeper mindset root work. Hello. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so for me, um, that was something I had to do myself too, because I had, I have two kids and I very much was like, you know, I have to be my own client right now because, mm. um, I, after working in theater for a long time, I work in bridal. And so I help women find their wedding dresses, which was also oh my like gosh, a big, I like, cannot imagine and also the, the, all the insecurities, all of the confidence that it all comes I, out. Then. I'm sure. I mean, I remember the yeah. process of going through my wedding dress season and I was peak eating disorder then. Yeah. And yeah. it was really hard for me. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it brings, well, and this is a whole different thing, but it does bring out, I think a lot of our insecurities when we know everyone's going to be looking at it. There's like mm-hmm. so much like importance and weight put on this dress mm-hmm. and on this day and mm-hmm. on how we, and so, um, that was a huge, wait, hold on. Huge Craziest my... story you have from working in bridal. I find this so exciting. <laughs> like I used to watch, what was it? Say yes to the dress. Yeah. That used to be my fucking go-to show. Like back in the TLC days, it was that in trading spaces. And yeah. I loved say yes to the dress. There's something about 
just watching people go through that experience. I don't know why we're yeah. so addicted to that shit. <laughs> you know what? I think I know. I, I think with um, those shows, there's something about also people making decisions. You're like, what are they going to pick? And mm. you like like to be a part of like the decision making process. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm trying to think of the craziest. Or the Here's most the thing, memorable. though. I got to work with like women on their like on like a more exciting part, like. I think the day of is exciting, but there's like all of these, it's like a very different place than being mm-hmm. like, you're just trying on some dresses today. And I really felt like it was my, my job to be a part of that, a positive part of that person's experience. So I did a lot of like, okay, your whole family's out there. Your bridesmaids are out there. Like, like let's have a chat in this dressing room. <laughs> yeah. You do not need to look at anyone else's faces until you look in the mirror. You know, there's like a lot of those. Oh my God, where were you when out. I was trying on my wedding dresses? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, okay, this is my this is my goal right now. It's like a football game. All right, coach, yeah. like bring me in. But that's really what made me realize that. For seriously, I'm such a cheerleader. But um, there was so much of it didn't matter. I mean, models would come in gorgeous. You know, it didn't matter their bodies. It, it had nothing to do with their body. What their bodies actually looked like in terms of like what society would say. Everyone had insecurities. Yeah. You know. And so it really made me realize how our culture and our society, we are just setting people up not for success, you know? And so, and it really all came, came, comes out and, um, you know, whether I was working with a Broadway actress, you Mm. know, or I was working with, um, a bride or then when I started going into people's closets, it was like all the same thing, Mm. you know? And so that's really how I sort of, my process kind of goes. It's so, it's so much like we don't, we can't even get into your closet yet because there's so much more inner work that has to happen before we get there. I love and that, that. that work is different than the work that we do in the closet, which is like, okay, that's yeah. your ex-boyfriend sweatshirt. Why do you have that? Yeah. Right. There's just so many For layers. Sure. No, but I think that's so important, <laughs> Melanie, because like as somebody who lives and breathes in that space, like yeah. I think there are so many people that try to facilitate like a band-aid experience on confidence building and on like getting to the inner root of who we are and we're we're sold all of these all of this shit all of this you know that we're we're gonna feel better if we do x or y or or z and it's just like I tried that it didn't work you know like trust me I've been there done that I'm also just I'm just like hoping we can get to the point where we don't even try it because we can see it and be like okay that's why yeah. is someone even trying to tell me that? Totally. But, but you know what? That whole, like, um, I can't wait to get back to, like, you know, lose the baby weight and that whole thing. Like, and it's like, well, you can't get back to anything. Also, mm. that mentality when we're, like, so raw and open and just had babies is, like, you know, just your body just did the, like, most inc- one of the most incredible things that it can do. And instead of us being proud of it, we are shaming it for yeah. it being this, what it doing is. this natural thing, yeah. you know? Um, and then the other thing is usually by the time that we do lose the baby weight that if we want to lose it or whatever happens, the things are out of style or you, you don't want those clothes anyway, but you've put so much like mental, mm, like, you know, weight you on know, there, weight on those clothes that it's like, okay, but then you try them on and you one, you want new things. Mm-hmm. Two, they're, they're not the style that you, you know, aren't you so glad that you have all those like pencil skirts from when you had like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you've decided that you have to fit into that skirt, like mm-hmm. for what, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so interesting. I think for me, 
I obviously haven't had kids, but my biggest thing that I find when I look into my closet is it's like, well, I spent a lot of money on this. I don't want to get rid of it. And I had to really flip my mindset like, and I've tried really hard every year to go into my closet and just intentionally say, does this make me happy? Yeah. When I put this on my body, do I feel like me? And Mm -hmm. like, have I worn this in the last year? Because if the answer is yes to the first (laughs) then I will keep it. And if it's like no to the second, I probably will throw it out. (laughs) Seriously though. But that's the thing where those are three great questions to ask because you didn't ask yourself, um, is it flattering? That was not on your radar. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think Mm -hmm. that's important to be like, does it bring me joy? Do Mm -hmm. I like it? Mm -hmm. It, You know, because you can have things that you like that are flattering that you don't like Mm -hmm. or that don't feel like you, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but so, but wait, I have your book in my book. I have like eight questions. Oh, I love this. And they're really important. And you said a few of them. Hold on. Let me find. Ooh, look at me. Look at me being so SMRT y'all smart, smart, smart for the win. But then also this is like a little, there's like a little um, diagram. You guys, it looks amazing. It's like a little diagram. (laughs) Does it fit? Do you feel good? This is also on your website. So you guys can also check this out. If you head to the show notes and and check out Melanie's website, it's part of her book experience on there too. For sure. Thank Mm -hmm. you. But yeah, so I just want to mention a few more because I think they're really important. One is have I worn this in the last year? So you said that one. Um, why don't I actually wear this? Because mm. sometimes it's because you need to take it to the tailor and mm-hmm. it would, to- and then it'll be your favorite piece. Right. Sometimes you don't wear it because it it's was for special occasions you know, or right. Or like your mother-in-law gave it to you and she spent money on it, but you, it's not your style. You never plan to wear it, but yeah. you know, yeah, oh, I do. Um, <laughs> and then, um, if I were to go shopping now, would I buy it? That's a big one too. Because sometimes we love things and they get totally destroyed because we love them so much. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait, but I wouldn't buy it now. Mm-hmm. It's got like pills and stains and all. Oh, there is a jean shirt that I own yeah. that I literally love so much. And it has yeah. a giant hole in the elbow now, like a giant mm-hmm. hole. And I'm like, well, I can just wrap it around my waist and it can be my waist jean thing because I just love it. Like it's so, you love I'm it so, so much. attached to it. And I'm like, Amanda, it's time. It's time to replace the jean shirt, you know? <laughs> Here's what I will tell you. I would write down what you love about it. Okay. And try to get it one that as close it's to similar. it as possible. It's a thing. It's like you become so attached to these like random and for what reason? Like this was like a twenty dollar shirt. Like it's not even like anything substantial, but it has meaning to me for whatever reason. I don't know. I know. Isn't that hard? It's hard. That's sort of one of those things too. Sometimes it was a favorite and it's not a favorite anymore. Mm-hmm. But we also just like keep it in there because like it was our favorite and we have a positive that's why I think like you know Marie Kondo always says like does it spark joy? Yeah. And it's like yes. But then there's questions afterwards because things can spark joy and have like a positive memory and you don't wear it, you know? Totally. Totally. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if somebody is coming to you and is like, I don't fucking know where to even start because I can imagine that a lot of people have that question or like, I don't even know what makes me feel good to be frank. Like, I don't know. Um, like other than the mindset tools, like once you get into the closet piece, like or or maybe it is a mindset piece. Like what really starts that process? 
Well, I do think that there is more mindset because I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like people who say like, oh, I don't have style. Like you do, you have things. So, so part of it is about also saying like, I am the own expert of my style. Like mm. I know what I like, you know, cause I'm not the personal stylist. That's going to be like, this is on trend. You should wear this. Like, cause that's yeah. not going to make someone really feel, Yeah. you know, I, I can lead you in a certain direction. And I, and, but usually for me, it's like, okay, one, you need to stop saying to yourself that you don't have style and that you're not stylish and that you, because you can understand more about it, you know? And I yeah. think it's like with anything I heard, um, an interview the other day, I think it was with Lisa Bilyeu. Do you know her? Mm-mm. Um, anyway, she was saying how she's like, if you were to be, um, play, uh, if you never played piano before, do you think you could learn to play piano if you were like in a room for like three months and you did nothing but play piano? Do you think you could become a good piano player? Yeah, yeah, of course. So like, could, do, don't you think if you wanted to learn more about style and more about your style that you could achieve that goal? I think we just never, we think like, oh, it's not for me, mm. but you get dressed every day. So you do know things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so once we've established that. Yeah, no, <laughs> then, that's good. And, and I, and then I think we're like, okay, usually it's like, what do you like? And what do you not like? Can you make lists? Usually people who are super like, I don't know where to go, know what they don't like more than what they do like. Mm. And that's really informative. I used to say that all the time in bridal too. I'd be like, knowing the dresses that you don't like is very helpful. Yeah, for sure. Because (laughs) yeah, that's going to inform. For me, I think clothes is more, is less about like the clothes themselves and more about the feeling Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like of 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 how I how I feel in the clothes, and maybe that's yes. just that's what I embody and how I like teach is just no, like it's more about how you same. feel and less about how same. you look. So yes, like but but I will say that if somebody were to ask me what my personal style is, I'd be like. I don't know how to put this into words because it changes depending on my mood, depending on like the season, like in the summer, I'm like a fucking hippy dippy, like, like floral loving, like maxi dress with like crop top, like spinning in the, in the sunflowers human. And like literally, and then I have like super hipster vibes. Like right now I'm wearing like a gray, yeah. a gray tee and a fuck my favorite flannel and like yeah. jeans. And I was wearing like a beanie earlier. Like that's yeah. something I often do or I'll do like really nice knit. And then sometimes I'll like wear like leather pants and a super tight bodysuit and a leather jacket. And like, that's my jam. So it's like, how do you even ex- exemplify your style? Cause I feel like we're so yeah. often taught that like, I remember reading reading Cosmo and being like, are you this or this or this in your style? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not any of these. (laughs) Okay. So, oh, I love this question so much. Okay. So one of the things that I I teach is about how to get, first of all, it's okay to be a lot of different things, right? I think that they, I think that they can all coexist and that's what makes us have like our own unique style. You know, it's like if you were just wearing all of your clothes from this one store in the way that they styled it, that's not you. That's mm. why I don't, I'm not going to say you should wear this ever to anybody. Right. But I think, so I, I like to say to people to pick four to six style words. Okay. And so mm. those four to six words help. Cause like, you're not just edgy. You're not just ethereal. You're both. Right. Yeah. And then maybe you're also, and then I'm also like, maybe your word is comfortable, but how can you up? up it a notch like maybe your word is luxury because comfortable could mean luxurious it could mean cozy so like really thinking how can you and then having those different words really helps you when you're getting dressed and when you're purging because then you could say like well this isn't edgy ethereal this this Mm. and then also if you have any um 
sort of like style icons or inspiration. Like also I recommend having like a little board on Pinterest that sort of is inspiring to you yeah, or whatever. Like a vision board. Yeah. That sort of like, is like, this is my ideal in my mind. Mm. As long as it, when you try things on, you enjoy that style on your body. Yeah, right? for sure. So uh, what would your words yeah. be for your style? Okay. So mine are, and they change. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, of course you grow yeah, and evolve as a human. <laughs> exactly. But mine um, are usually bold. Mm. Uh, I like, I say quirky because mm. I like to add a little element of some quirk, but mm-hmm. not just quirky. I wouldn't call my style just quirky. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, what's another one of my style words? I have a bunch. Uh, chic, I like to add mm. or, or sophisticated because I like to add a little element of that in there. You totally did that um, today. She's wearing this like badass tweed jacket that I'm obsessed with on top of a Beyonce shirt. I, with you, I wish you guys could see her. Literally, she looks epic right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, so, okay. What happened? Okay, wait, I don't want to get off topic. But whenever I get dressed in the morning, I say exactly what you just said. I say, how do I want to feel today? Mm. Right? And today I wanted to feel like empowered and stylish, but I also wanted to feel comfortable. So mm-hmm. I'm wearing sneakers with my blazer and my Beyonce mm-hmm. tee. I'm like a cozy hat because that's how I wanted to feel. But mm-hmm. I still wanted to feel stylish because I could have just said, I just want to feel comfortable and put on like whatever com- comfortable sweats mm-hmm. um, or something like that. This is California. It's been really warm, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> get um, some, so get some nice leggings on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, so anyway, but yeah, so those are some of my style words. Um, but in my course, people, um, the, the style words like always blow me away. Mm. And then also if you have these mixture of people, like, um, someone in, in the course was just saying it was like blondie and, um, someone else totally like and Sophia Vergara or like two totally different people but she liked how Sophia Vergara like showed off her curves and were bold colors and Mm -hmm. she liked the edginess of of Blondie right so it was like Mm. these different people that kind of create her style that's interesting I've never thought to like look at another person Yes. Some people are really into it and some people are not at all. I feel very resistant to that. It's very interesting. Like, I'm just like, I think I, I think I have spent so much of my life and this is a a total me thing. I've spent so much of my life looking outside of myself for Mm. answers and like putting other people's perspectives on me as my own. And I've spent so much time in the last two years removing that so that I could just like really be this version of myself that is true. And so I think the, the too, feeling like, and the check-in is really helpful for picking me. Words, picking words and asking how do you want to feel today. And maybe today you want to feel like a goddess in the field. Yeah. And like a beautiful – with like a flower crown. Literally. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But then you go out later that night and you add a leather jacket because that still feels like you and yeah. you're going – you know what I yeah. mean? So I think – but for some people who are saying, I don't even know where to start, seeing some clothes on other people and saying, I like that, I don't like that, gives it's super them helpful. Yes, yeah. totally. That makes complete sense. Okay, so since we are coming up to like spring and I don't, I always get the urge, like the, the weather starting to change here in Chicago. It's like sunny and like there's actually like 40, 50 degree weather coming up. And I'm like, holla fucking Leah, praise Jesus. Like, <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Like, I always get the urge and it's every year to like, completely get rid of everything and just like purge and I've run a bunch of like purging or like decluttering uh, groups before because I just think they're so fun Um, but I'm tired of running them so I'm like tell me and so if if people are listening to this and are like I'm feeling the urge like what are some of your hot tips for getting started obviously we we talked about those questions which I think is a big piece of it but like yeah how 
do we do that in a way that's also affordable and like yeah. accessible to any of us uh, depending on our schedules and because a lot of busy humans listen to this pod yeah um like what's a what's what are a couple tips from your toolbox that you share with your clients that are like I really 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 think that this is the thing to do when you're purging your closet and like starting fresh okay so tips on like on how to purge um you know, in an effective way. That, yeah. And just like, okay. cause I feel like sometimes it can feel really overwhelming, especially yes, if you've never done sure. it before and you have all of this shit and you're like, yes, yes, yes. where okay. do I start? So, so for, number one tip is to start, um, in one, with one small thing that you can chunk down and do in a short period of time, but see an instant result. I love to start in like a bathroom Mm. um, because you can see such a big change and it's way easier to say, this is expired. This is old. This is empty. Mm -hmm. Bathrooms are like a great place to start when it comes to like hair products, whatever it is for you. And then, and then you're so much more motivated to keep going because you see the success that you had in that smaller area. And that's true for our closet too. Like, Start in like a one smaller section. Don't pull everything out immediately and then be like, oh, I'm totally overwhelmed. Yeah. Is that same yeah. for like starting with shirts instead of like paint or do, instead of doing it all, just like pick a clothing item? I think item? it depends on who you are and how your closet is. So like I can't say like definitely start with like shirts or pants or yeah, anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I would just say before, if this is like the first thing you're starting out with and you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah. I would say just like pick a section. I call it like chunking, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then once you're getting going on the other, another tip. So tip number two would be to make it fun, whatever is fun for you. Like maybe you turn on some tunes mm-hmm. and you reward yourself with some, you know, your favorite snacks or whatever it is for you. That's going to make you feel like motivated and focused and like that. It's not a chore. Yeah. Or like bring I a think- friend and like have a fashion yeah. show. <laughs> For sure. The, <laughs> like in Sex and the City. The only thing with yes. that is like sometimes people's other opinions is like what you need and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Well, maybe it's less about opinions and more about like, I'm going to try on all these old things that I've had in my yeah. closet and now I'm going to put it in the bag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Make it so one of those not- montages in a movie. Yes. And where it's like they, they try it on and then they're like, and they're toss. Like, and all, all of our friends hold up like a little sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what happens in my mind <laughs> it's, it's just me alone that, in my room <laughs> and that can happen in your mind that's a great way to have fun while you do it um that's yeah so and weird. then I would say a third tip would be to um to I'm trying to think of how to put it to make sure that you are uh that it, there's no like weight involved in it like if you do a section and then you you are going to clean it out and make just make sure that you um, have a place to put it and that you don't look back. I guess more mm-hmm. of the tip is like, don't look back mm-hmm. um, once you make the decision because you'll just go back and forth and that can be really overwhelming too. Yeah. And stay, I, I make an organized system to begin with okay. because I think if you're just pulling things out, I'm trying to like reduce your overwhelm. So yeah. if you don't look back on your decisions, you have fun with it. It doesn't have to be like, it because you know the end goal yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. And so is this something that you, I'm sure you do this as part of your mm-hmm. course your six week course. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Amazing. That's like the main, like week three is the the big purge, yeah. but it's actually week three and week four okay. because it's like, then you got to find a place to put it. Like if you're going to donate it, if you're going to bring it to a consignment. Yeah. So we talk about all that stuff. Love yeah. that. Yeah. And all that info will be for you guys in the show notes. Cause I don't know, like this is something that I, I don't see a lot of people doing. This. How did you even get the idea to do this? 
Like it's so fascinating because truly like I, I yeah. don't know anyone else in this space in the entrepreneurial world and I think it's fucking epic and that you bring Thank it in you. the mindset pieces. Like I think that's just so wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I um, started going into people's closet with, closets with them and I, I live near San Francisco. And mm-hmm. so I was doing with work, doing a lot of work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so there was also like a branding piece to it. And we were having all these different conversations. And the more that I did it, the more I kind of realized, um, between my my work with, you know, costume design and and brides and all this stuff, I had a a lot of foundational work, but the work that really like lit me up was talking about like how to really make a change, like a long-term change Mm -hmm. in your closet. And then, um, it just kind of grew from there. People kept asking me to do it for them. And then I kind of developed my process and it's been like, just so rewarding to sort of really see how it trickles down into so many other aspects of people's lives, well, you know, feel- but I kind of just created it. I, there wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I see her doing that. Yeah. thing. I'm going to do that. No, too, for sure. Know? But I think that's where yeah. the best things are built. And I, and I, mm-hmm. and I just want to go back to something you said, like, I think, I think when we feel deeply confident and truly embody that, like, which is for the record. And I will say this at nauseum. It is a tool. We are not taught how to be like, we are not taught how to be confident. We are not, if you are not feeling innately confident, it's not something that like we are innately at all. It is a tool. It is something you can be taught. It is like practicing the piano, practicing confidence. Um, you know, I also say it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. Because the more that you do it, the more that you practice confidence and practice these things, the stronger it gets and, you know, the easier it gets, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think, I think having, like, I don't know, it's so interesting because I really did for the longest time poo-poo clothes and like in a really resistant way. And it makes me think back now so much about how I was dressing myself. Oh, gosh, like I wish I could give... Amanda, like of a few from a few years ago, a big hug yeah. just because yeah. it's so different. And like, I'm truly only now, and I've been in a space of confidence and feeling aligned and so good in myself for a couple of years now, like truly, yeah. truly embodying that. And I'm only now starting the process of seeing that reflected in my wardrobe and seeing that reflected, even like I was resistant to wearing makeup for the longest yeah. time. And if you've been following me for a long time, you know that I talked about this, that I would like celebrate myself because I was constantly makeup free. And like you, you thought it was crazy when I was done up. And lately, like I've been really loving putting makeup on and that is yeah. new for me. Like yeah. it is something that for the longest time, like I had to do for shows. Yeah, and yeah. so it became like a part of my job instead mm-hmm. of something that was reflective of me. And I mean, you're rarely going to see me with like a shit ton of like bold makeup on my face, but like, I love a good lip. I love like putting mascara on. Like I just, there's something about the experience that now really brings even an outfit together and like helps me embody myself. And I used to, I used to honestly feel really guilty feeling that way when I had days like that. I was like, oh, I should love myself I shouldn't feel have, I shouldn't feel so confident when I have this and then not feel as confident when I don't have makeup on. And so you know what? So it was it, interesting. No, no, I was just going to say, I don't, I didn't mean to do no, 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 you. So I have a similar experience where I feel almost because of, I teach confidence, but I also am talking about style and this sort of like back and forth for myself. And then once I had kids and my daughter would ask me about makeup, I had to be really intentional about mm. saying like, I'm not actually putting makeup on to change my face. That's actually not why I do it. 
I'm not trying to contour and this and that. I think it's fun. I like how it looks, but it, I like the act of it. Yeah. But I would never want my daughter to think that I'm putting makeup on to change my face. Mm-hmm. The other thing that um, I work with um, a makeup artist and we had a chat um, uh, in the course about this. And she said something so brilliant, which is like, you should be trying to embrace your features, mm-hmm. not hiding or changing things. And that's what I believe with clothes too. Totally. We're trying to embrace and focus on what we love, not to hide the things that maybe we are insecure about, but to focus on things that we truly want to enhance because we love them. And that's such an empowering act. It is such an empowering act. And also I think a deeply courageous one and one that yeah. most of us really struggle with because yeah. we are so taught to hide and yeah. so taught to not be in a space where like it's acceptable to have a zit on your face without it being covered up or it's acceptable to, you know, like have skin showing if you have like bigger boobs and like have a low cut top. Like we're taught that that's inappropriate in school. We're taught that's inappropriate in the workplace. And so it's just like we have, we're being in, we're ingesting all of these external perspectives and beliefs. And then it's like, how do you then find yourself in that process? It's such a complicated thing. It is. And it's hard to know, like, well, am I doing this because I like it or am I doing it because I've been conditioned? Or because I did it one time and I got complimented on it and that felt really good because I need the validation. And so I'm going to keep doing that. Because I remember when I was peak, when I was peak like eating disorder and I was 30 pounds lighter in six months, it was bonkers. And I wore for like my final like graduation, I wore this like tiny dress like I was very I was just I looked very different than I do now and I was not in a healthy space for my body for myself and my being Mm. and I got so many compliments Mm. so many compliments more compliments than I have ever received in my life in the span of a 30 minute window and I remember having two feelings at the same time one because I was wearing this dress that like I could it's still in my closet yeah. I should, I should not, I should not be in, that should not be in my closet anymore. Yeah. Ah, that just had a bite little moment go. for me. Um, <laughs> there you go. It, and it is because it, it holds this like very interesting moment to, for me because halfway I was like, I felt so good. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, I really like, I've just wanted people to see me. I just want people to see me yeah. and they're seeing me. They're thinking I'm beautiful. Like that's so great. I, people never thought that I was And then on the other hand, I felt so awful. I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, like I literally feel like the worst, like the worst version of myself right now. I feel sickly. I feel awful in my being. And like, I also felt guilty that I liked that attention just because of the way that I looked, you know? Yeah. And it was this very interesting, like pull. And I, I, I feel like so many of us can probably relate to that feeling like, and, and clothes, it's so interesting that's still in my closet. It's so interesting that it's still in your closet because, you know, it's not one, it's not like you you have worn it recently no, or I that you necessarily in- have like such a positive Five experience years. with it either. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But it's you know, more, I think Yeah. Right. And that's the thing, it's still in there. Oh my god, yeah, that's crazy. And think about what it does every time you see it in your closet, right? But I think also for you to have that sort of experience too, it's like you're being praised for something that's like not healthy. It kind of, it can, it can make you realize like, okay, like 
thanks for the external validation on the fact that I'm, you know, not in a healthy place, you know? Um, But it's, I have a a tricky relationship with compliments because I love giving people compliments Mm. and I, you know, feel like it lifts them up, you know, and why not? And it's a conversation starter. But then when you hear those moments, you're just like, also like, yeah, but you also have to be aware of, you know, well, and I think there's a difference between like, have, do you, are you a, bat, a fan of the Bachelor franchise at all? Do you watch the no. show? Okay, I've so, watched it in the past, but not really. There is, I, I, I bring it up because there is an, uh, a moment in um, an episode recently um, where <laughs> one of the girls said, um, you look really skinny. And she goes, thanks. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that they aired that, A, made me so angry. Um, but B, like that's such a common thing. And compliments like that yeah. – I think it just depends on what you say, right? Because it's something oh, like it you look crazy. You look so energized, or like yeah. you have so much sunshine in your eyeballs right now. Like you right, seem right, so right. good. Like right. that's a very different compliment than saying like, "Oh my gosh, you look so skinny." I know, and or, the thing that is, makes your so butt condi- look so small, or that right. makes your butt look so juicy and round. Like whatever it is, you know. <laughs> I've been, but I've been thinking a lot about um, how we're taught to shrink ourselves. Mm just like in general, like everything, right? Like be smaller, mm-hmm. you know, be, have a smaller voice, mm-hmm. be, you know, don't have too much of an opinion, be mm-hmm. tinier. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, um, that conditioning, any part of it needs to be, cause I exercise a lot and it's not about my weight at all. Like yeah. I run, I'm training for this half marathon. I had no idea when I started how much exercise it really was going to be. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, this is what I, but I, I like a goal and I enjoy it meant like mentally. I yeah. like really, it's been doing so much for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I never, and I take a selfie every time I work out to show to myself, like, look how yeah, you're you proud know, of happy you are at the yeah. end. And then not one time am I taking a selfie to look at my body. Someone asked me the other day and they were just trying to have a conversation, but they said, um, uh, have you noticed a big difference in your body? And it was the first time that I was like, oh, people might think that I'm doing this to lose weight, you know, or to change my body. And like, I'm just not, that's just not why I'm exercising. And you I know? think that's amazing that you're in a place where that's not even in your brain. I, I, yeah. I, I can't, I don't think most people can like feel that way or have experienced that. Like I mean, I, I I'm at that place now yeah, for yeah. sure. Like it's, I love I love moving my body. I think it is the, one of the yeah. most important things that we can do for ourselves. Like I want to be 90, yeah. year, 90 years old and having like amazing sex and like that's yeah, how yeah, I'm yeah. going to get there. I know this. Yeah. So, that's you know, goal. yeah, it's my, it's my big goal in life. You know, <laughs> I just want to be healthy. I want to be in my body and like my body yeah. is my instrument. It's literally like how I do what I do as an actor. And I, I think so many, so many of the women I work with, it is so debilitating for them because we've been taught that exercise is a form of, you know, getting out the calories of all the things we've eaten. And it's this like, go do shit that like, doesn't make you happy. Like you're talking about going on doing this half marathon and I'm sitting here being like, I hate running. And that's amazing that for you, it feels empowering and beautiful. But me going on a run like that would literally be me wanting to like bash my head against a wall the whole time and be like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Um, and 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 I'm like, you're doing it Mel. Yeah. Which is amazing. (laughs) But I think most of us don't know where to even start in that capacity because we just work out because we we hate our bodies. So many of us. I know. And that, well, and also like for me, so, um, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old 
And it really shifted my perspective. I haven't always been like this. Like I definitely worked out a lot uh, before I got my wedding. And I definitely like have gone through phases where it wasn't my body. And I have to have a constant conversation Mm. about, you know, like I, I won't think about it. And then someone will say something or I'll be like, and I'll be like, oh, my pants should they be fitting differently? It's like other people's thoughts come in my brain. And then I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. But I have to have those check-ins all the time. Um, But then, you know, a lot of women that I interact with daily are moms. Mm -hmm. That's why I was bringing up my kids because, Mm -hmm. and we are just in this place where we still have young kids. We, our time is not, we don't have a lot of time to ourselves. It has to be such a priority, you know, and it's very rare that you find a lot of moms that are like really positive about their body. It's really rare. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really rare to find a lot of people who are that way. Yeah, I know. So that's part of, even though my, I'm not like a fitness person. Yeah. (laughs) I really think that like clothes, like clothes and taking care of ourselves and all these things, like it's part of what I do. A big part of it is body positivity, but like that term feels almost like too superficial, you know? No, I do. Um, and, and it's just like, I think if we can start changing the conversation in our mind when we're in a store trying on clothes and we can start change, like catching ourselves mm-hmm. when we see ourselves in a photo that we don't like, mm-hmm. or we can catch ourselves in our closet holding on to clothes that are not representative of who we are and what we want, mm-hmm. you know, then we can start to say, okay, I'm going to catch myself. I'm not going to talk to myself like that. Yeah. And I think that that's really powerful. I completely agree. And I think we are deeply on the same page. So I love that. Okay. I could talk to you for fucking ever. Um, but <laughs> um, I have some fun, fast questions before we hop off today. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Your biggest pet peeve? Um, when people aren't nice to kids. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to ch- change it a little bit. Okay. When people talk negatively about their body in front of kids. Oh. That drives me huge. crazy. Yeah. It's huge. My daughter's 6 and someone will say, um, "Oh god, I look so fat today." What? Mm. Don't say that in front of my kid. I will I am such a nice, mm. kind person and that makes me want to lose my mind. Yeah. I mean, kids ingest their sponges. Um, mine is slow walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, slow walkers. I'm from New York. So. Yeah, yeah. Your girl's from Toronto and Chicago. Like we got places to got be. To That's go. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Something consider you like that might be considered in society taboo that you think needs to get talked about more. Um I'm trying to think of something that it's not like what we've been just talking about. Yeah, because yeah. I do think that I think I think the fitness industry not for not to change your body. Mm. Like for mental health, if that was a few, if it was like January or like almost bikini season, and no one said get a bikini body, yeah. and everyone said like it's going to be feel so, amazing, it's going to be so nice outside. You're going to be able to run outside. You're going to be able to hike outside. Yeah. Like, what would that do for society? What a concept! I love that. Okay, if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my gosh, it would be sushi. Fuck yeah, I had sushi. But like for lunch. really good sushi. Oh like, yeah. Let's be clear. Not like airport sushi. <laughs> well, is airport sushi ever really on the table? <laughs> it's also not sushi. So ew, 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 ew. Okay. And then last question. What does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life? Um, it means really only caring about what what works for me mm. and not not caring about what it works for anybody else. And constantly asking myself that question 
especially as like a recovering people pleaser, just being like, my mm-hmm. fuck yes life is like saying fuck yes to things that bring me joy. And I don't care if you don't like that, Love you know? That. Yeah, I surely fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Oh my gosh. Okay. Where can everyone connect with you online and sign up for your courses and all that good stuff and let us let us know all the good deeds? Yeah. So my website is theconfidentcloset.com. And you can learn about my book and my courses and I have a blog and I have a free gift when you go there, all that good stuff. And then also um, you can find me on Instagram at Melanie Kluger. And all that will be in the show notes for you guys. Thank you so much, Melanie, for being on the podcast. This was such a fun, like super different episode that I've never had someone on here to talk about this stuff. And I just think it's so important. And I hope what you guys can take away from this is that you have the power to implement tools in your life to embody confidence and use this as a way to uh, like go like t- take a look at her stuff, do her courses, but also just like look at your closet and figure out what makes you feel yeah. amazing and start wearing more of that. Um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get rid of that fucking dress. You've inspired me. So we can Yay. all do this together <laughs> and just really make make changes in that space because we have the power to change our lives in small, tangible ways. And this is a beautiful piece of that. So I hope this empowers you to do that. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And there you have it. Thank you, Melanie, so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your soul and your uh, goofy being. I am just so obsessed with you. And for all the things we chat about in today's episode, you can head over to amandacatherineloy.com forward slash podcast forward slash 91 or just head over to the show notes um, and hop on Melanie's Instagram, all that good stuff, um, and um, and get to know her a little bit deeper and get in her sphere. We need more humans like like this, like these, like these incredible podcast guests that I bring on you guys, like cultivate your feed on Instagram with these humans and, um, and really just empower your life right now. We need that more than ever, um, to have incredibly empowering humans, um, you know, uh, as, as, as people we are, we are watching and seeing and, and surrounding our energy with. So, check her out love on her some more let her know how um, you liked today's episode and of course um, always shout us out on Instagram and beyond and if you did love this episode um, and you love the podcast it would mean the absolute world to me if you head over to iTunes and just leave a quick review Um, a rating review really goes a freaking long way it means the fucking world to me to get more eyeballs and earballs (laughs) on the podcast and um, and yeah get these incredible messages and interviews and conversations around subjects that we don't really fucking talk about and um, into the into the hands uh, of humans who need it because I don't know about you, but today's episode got wild and um, really vulnerable for me personally. And I know that there are humans out there who need this. So share this with a friend. Share this with somebody who you think would resonate. Maybe create some fun um, personal style um, and and closet work together, and you guys can can pair up and and bring a, a fellow fuck yes lifer into your life. And um, yeah. Until next week, I will see you guys on the flip side. I love you so much. Stay healthy, stay strong, and I'll see you then.